This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for the Happy Hour comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's blow-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So, hi, Dave here. I'm not running this ad with uh, Beth or Veronica for reasons that you're about to figure out. So, here we go. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Their lawnmower, <laughs> 2.0, has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag anything down there. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice, down there and keep in mind to not use the same trimmer on your face lads get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bigheads at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code bigheads um well okay we haven't gotten started yet but thanks for agreeing to come on we're like we're super yeah. thrilled to have you and i'm glad oh. that we get to do this yeah, same. Thanks for having me. Uh, I listen to you guys sometimes. I heard um, uh, it was a press wall gang yelled ah. last week or a week before. Like, <laughs> okay. That was that was awesome. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. He, he's so yeah. passionate. <laughs> he really is. What a what a wealth that that person is. Love him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hundred percent. So let me see. Do I need anything on my end? I gotta do. Are you ready? I think I yeah. am. So Veronica, five, four, three. And one! Hello world is a song that we're singing Come on, get happy Hello listeners, it is a surprise Thursday night episode that we used to record in our regular schedule, but then we had to change because of things. But we're back on Thursday night for a special edition of the Happy Hour. My name is David OJ and I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com and I'm joined as always by Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And that's it. And That's we it. are we are the Happy Hour, and we are at Happy Hour on Twitter.com. And I'm actually lying, and I'm so sorry for doing that. But tonight we have a special guest on the show. He has the best handle in all of hockey Twitter. It is at Way to Go Paul on <laughs> Twitter.com. We have on the show with us tonight Paul Campbell. Paul, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, and uh, there's actually a great story that goes along with that handle. I'll, I'll tell you sometime. Um, tell us now. Oh, tell us now. Well, I guess I can tell you now. Um, yeah, yeah. So the the thing it came out that vine came out, and uh, my my handle was something very generic, and and then uh, I, I saw this vine. I was like, oh man, I need to have that handle. It's perfect. Oh yes. And so I I added the like just that that handle and said, wow, I really wish that I could have this. And the person like it, like messaged me or uh, responded, "Yeah, okay, you could have it. I just vacated it. You take it." What? It was the most generous Twitter thing I've ever experienced. Oh my like, god! A pure Twitter moment. Oh. I, I mean, uh, it, it was it was it was amazing. So so oh um, uh, I mean, hats off, stick tap, and, and the rest of it. Uh, just someone who didn't know me at all. Uh, just just here you go. I'm taking. Oh my yours. god! Yeah, beautiful. It That's... was beautiful. Yeah. I, I might cry. It's, That's... I'm just gonna really cry really a little bit. You're clumped. You saw a unicorn, essentially. <laughs> That's what happened. Because, and I have a similar story. My moniker, Metal Dave, 
it was it was a thing I got together like oh I don't know a decade ago and I made a YouTube channel and I wanted to get a website but I had to make the website themetaldave.com instead of metaldave.com metaldave.com is owned by some asshole in California that will not give it up mm, and mm. I've been and every once in a while I email him like hey Bal remember me I actually do stuff. <laughs> but no, so that's awesome. Oh I my god. Story too. Oh, d- d- really? I want This is to great. Be... Origin stories. I love this. Perfect. <laughs> I wanted to be chili pepper. No underscore. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like a Lego figurine who has the name chili pepper with no underscore oh. and hasn't tweeted since like 2014. What a freaking yeah! I'm sure. Well, you know, you know, Twitter guys is doing a purge soon of inactive I heard. Accounts. So once that once that's announced, get on there. It'll be like uh, sniping the eBay auction or something. Just oh. get on there and and uh, change that username like over and over and over again until it gives you the one you want. Very smart, and that's good for our listeners. You know, if you're looking yeah. for a better username, because the internet's been around for a while now, especially Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't I can't even imagine the amount of accounts that exist that are just you know in a graveyard that have great names. So whenever yeah, I happens, have my followers are inactive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you still here? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You've been here for four years. What are you doing? Oh my God. No, it's true. It's true. No, I, that's great. So yeah, whenever Twitter does that, we'll have to hop on it and see, maybe I can get my metal Dave, just metal Dave. So I'm not zero one. Oh yeah. That would be yeah, pretty yeah, damn get cool. Go get that. Zero one. Yeah. <laughs> It's the the problem is is then I would have to change everything because everything has zero one now. I know I can't get rid of the underscore now. It's like my brand. Yeah, I know. Damn it. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I had to go different on, on uh, Instagram when I I rel- I'm relatively recently signed up to Instagram on it. Oh, I had to cool. go way to gold oh, gonna... on Instagram. Oh, oh that's good too yeah. though. Yeah, but that makes it's sense. It's decent, but it's it's not the it's not the same. Mm. It's just not the same. Yeah, what can you do? Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so speaking of goals and hockey in general, we actually wow. So we recorded after the uh, the game with the Habs against the Avalanche, and uh, what a what a roller coaster of emotions that game was. Uh, the biggest thing I, I'm sure that occurred for Habs Nation is Jesus that hit that uh, whatever you want to call it on Kotka yeah. Niemi. Oh, yeah. What a what a scary moment that was. I mean, he skated off. Well, not on his own power, but he stood up and made it down the hallway with three trainers. Um, He's so brave. The... Yeah, he was still alive, which which impressed me. Oh yeah, he. Yeah. I remember. He... Yeah, it was, wow. Yeah, he tried yeah. to get up, but he was like, "Nope, can't do it," and he knew it, which Holy is good. Shit. So I'm really hoping that it's just like a sprain. You know what I mean? Because there's I've... so much that could have happened. Oh, I just I, I didn't see I didn't see him get up and leave, but I mm. saw uh, the replay Ugh. on here's your replay, and Ugh. I just uh, the way that he landed on his mm-hmm. face, like the neck, the yeah. head, the spine, everything. I'm just I'm still sick about it. Yeah. Well, everything's still connected. We know that much. And that's good. And yes, I'm just hoping yeah. off. Yeah. he'll. Uh, and I think the Habs announced it officially as an upper body, quote unquote, injury, which right. is, you know, the prerogative I mean, no to surprise. do. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get an update. Uh, Claude Julian and his post game comments just said, uh, as per John Liu's Twitter, John uh, Julian called it dirty and suspendable. 
Oh, man. Claude's yeah, been was, going out, man. That's yeah. good. Good for him. Yeah. It was definitely a slew foot, too. Um, uh, I, I originally posted a little video, and it was like, uh, it wasn't a slew foot, but it certainly was. It had, had all the, you know, the, it's pushed all the buttons, right, of, of, of the intention of a slew foot. And, and then someone um, tweeted me the rule, and the rule states that it doesn't have to be your foot. Um, it could no be any kidding. motion with the upper body pushing Ooh. backward and the uh, the legs pushing forward on the other guy's legs. That's so totally it. It was 100% a slew foot according to the actual rule, yeah. uh, even though the feet weren't exactly the point of contact and what he used. So it, it could very well be suspendable. We'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah. It was yeah, I want that guy to dirty. pay. Yeah. I want him to pay. I mean, you look at it, number one, at top speed, and then you slow it down to the you know replay, you know, uh, replay speed. And... I mean, uh, the obvious thing that, that people are, are commenting on in that respect is um, how, oh, Lord, what the heck's his name, the defenseman? Um, Zedaroff. Zedaroff, thank you. How his um, his thigh came up, right? Mm-hmm. Now, people take um, the stance that he did that as a reaction for just going into the boards. No. You know what I mean? And He's a dirty piece of shit. Right. <laughs> so, so, yes. Because, I mean, Koka Niemi's body is a tall, lanky thing, and it was literally turned into a windmill. So, there's some momentum being displaced somewhere in there, and yeah, that that was, uh, what an awful thing to happen. And then, of course, um, game-wise, you know, the Habs were playing great that first minute and a half, then they lose a centerman, and everything went flat for a while. They were But... So, you know, all the best to Cook and Yemi, and we hope he, uh, you know, is fine, number one, and that if he needs rest, rest, because uh, some more adversity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Paul, uh, something good actually did happen uh, tonight, and it is in mm-hmm. your direct purview when it comes to hockey. Mm-hmm. People that don't know, or follow Paul, you should, number one, is that he is a great, great analyst when it comes to goalies and goalie technique. Tonight, we got to see a new goalie on the national stage in Caden Promo. What did you think? Well, started um, questionably. Mm. and uh, and built built as it went so i mean uh, you know obviously you're going to come into a game like this and and be dead nervous i i was watching him i didn't catch the start of the first but i caught the end of the first and his stillness was actually worrisome he was so still it was like preternaturally still like the, the puck would go into the corner he would just stand there and uh sort of mm-hmm. look around and there wasn't any shifting or, or any comfort it was like he was in a he was in a chair that was too tight, you know, like too small. Oh. Uh, and, and then as the game went on, he sort of um, he sort of got a bit looser and, and found his rhythm. Um, I thought he I thought he did great, you know. I thought he, I thought he looked fine. Uh, one benefit and problem of watching Carey Price all the time is that <laughs> yes, you see how things need to be and should be. Uh, and then when Price makes a mistake, you're like, oh, that looked a bit different than how he usually plays, and you could tell uh, just about instantly that you know he did something a bit different or wrong. So it's through that lens that I can look at Primo and say, okay. Uh, good effort. Um, the guy is, you know, he, he was capable tonight. Uh, the, there was, I think there was this, it was the second goal that was, uh, you know, it was still a good shot and not a great defensive effort, but it was a savable puck. However, you know, overall, he, he looked pretty good. 
Uh, that said, there's there's a good amount of work to do for this guy. So I, I think I think he's 20. Oh my God, I saw his picture, um, his like headshot, <laughs> and I felt bad for like ever having like you know talked about him as an adult because he looks like he's 15 years old. Uh, he's he's these these cherub cheeks. He he's absolutely adorable. And I, then it, my heart went out, and I, I hope the the adorable baby bully would would do great. Um, and he ended up doing, and he ended up, you know, um, uh, he comported himself well tonight, uh, but there's work to do. And, you know, when he's up with a big club, he's going to get a chance to, to work with one of the best in weight. Yes. And if yeah, he stays wow. up and he backs up, he is going to get, you know, the kind of, um, technical refinement that you, you can't get in many other places in this league or in any other league. So, so that's good news. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see if he stays up for how long he stays up and uh, what the plan is because he also has to play so hopefully um they're going to be able to find some sort of a balance uh and uh, sooner than later so that they can decide if he's going to stay up or go down and, and how he's going to um you know be playing games because it's not going to happen a whole lot at the nhl level this year right for sure yeah um even if he backs up it, it, it's he's not going to start very often as you as you both know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I never mind sure. working with carrie Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was just um, I'm trying to pull something up right now because, as we know, uh, and we'll get to another aspect that I want to talk about in a second. But uh, so December is full of most of the games are on the road in December. Mm-hmm. So, and that's gonna be you know one of the things that uh, is gonna be wondering about price. Called uh, Julien, he mentioned it uh, today. Where as where he wanted to play carry tomorrow against a conference team, um, and then put a uh, you know, promo uh, tonight. So I kind of wonder if he'll follow that pattern. Maybe uh, promo will get more action uh, on the road when we go out west in Canada. Yeah, the the way the way that's going to work is is so tricky because this is a, this is a tough month. Like last month was easy, Saturday yeah. schedule wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, this month is, is rough. And, and tonight, you know, people were people were arguing both sides of this. Like, so oh, yeah. playing the Avs tonight, the Avs, but the Avs were coming off a game. Uh, that, so this this is the second half of a back-to-back on the road. So they're going to be more tired than usual. Habs are fresh and they're at home. So you're like, oh, it might not be as bad. The Avs are deadly, but, you know. Uh, but then tomorrow, um, Habs on the road, second game of a back-to-back, kind of a grudge match, right? Um, and, yes. And, 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 and so all those factors play in. And, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been better t- uh, today or tomorrow, uh, but the the result was, I think, fine. You know, uh, like the way it all washed out. I don't know if uh, Kerry would have done much better tonight. Maybe, you know, but um, it, it, it really, it, it's impossible to say at this point. And he certainly didn't do badly. Right. No, exactly. And, and that's all that really matters. He didn't do badly. He proved right. the uh, pedigree that he came off of what he was, um, I, I looked it up before, he was picked 199th seventh round and then he you know tears like he tears a blazing path along uh what was it oh shoot what's his um it was either in the echl no definitely in the echl i thought he's uh getting all his uh accolades and whatnot well mm, i i don't know was it the ushl frick is it now 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 i'm angry i had it i had it and now it's gone (laughs) (laughs) but i will find it it's not gonna be that far back so, oh yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, I tweeted about this, and the only thing I says, uh, I said, Kane Promo drafted in 199th in 2017. He pretty much kicked ass, and now he's here. Not informative. Uh. 
I'll have to look it up later. But you mentioned how some defensive play um, costed uh, Promo uh, one of the goals. Uh, it was, I think you mentioned the second goal where Petrie, uh, you know, made his attempt uh, to keep, or Weber to keep keep the guy on the outside and it didn't quite work out. And I think both goals uh, happened like that where, um, where the defense was either be- uh, beaten on the outside or the inside muscling around one of, one of our defensemen happens but that brings to light uh the recent heartbreaking troubles that the habs had in as you said the easier month of november where our winless streak was uh you had mentioned that you had some data that you wanted to go into with that and i think that'd be a good segue into it so how much of the woes for the habs are coming from defensive play or goaltending yeah, great question. Uh, and uh, it's, it's often difficult to disentangle these things. With the public stats that we see, Carey Price has not, has not fared well. And sometimes that's accurate. That's a reflection of his play. Uh, last November, I think, was similar. And sometimes it, it's a team problem. This time it's a strange combination. Uh, in, in October, uh, the team was basically if you use um, data from ClearSight Analytics, which they're nice enough to give me from time to time, oh, nice. um, they can tell you what kind of environment your goalie's facing. So is this starting goalie facing like the worst environment in the league or the most difficult, or is he facing the easiest or the best environment? And that's a really telling thing. So in both October and November, um, basically he was facing um, the, you know, 31st, 30, yeah, the 31st uh, ranked um, difficulty. And uh, sorry, uh, so of 43 goalies who played enough minutes, mm-hmm. um, he was uh, the 31st easiest environment. So quite a difficult environment behind this team. But that was consistent between October and November. Um, his save percentage, however, uh, was far below expected in November. So he had a save percentage differential of 1.69. So he was playing like you know, 1.7% above what you'd expect him to do in, in October. In November, he was playing uh, 2.2% below what you'd expect. Mm. And so that looks like, well, the defense remains consistent, but uh, Carey Price was not consistent and, and basically had a really awful November compared to October. But if you look a little deeper, and you can look a little deeper when you have this nuanced data, you can see that in October, Carey Price faced you know, a pretty average number of slot line passes. These are passes that go all the way across the ice from um, one side of, uh, imagine a line going from the very center of the net straight out toward the blue line. Mm, yep. Pucks that are passed across that line are notoriously difficult for goalies to face. It's like a long lateral pass and the goalie has to readjust, sometimes slide over. It's, it, it's very difficult. He faced 19 of those in October, a normal number. He faced 25 in November, um, and that was the most of any goaltender in the NHL. No kidding. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So when you're allowing a seam like that to be open, even though you're you're doing okay in other areas defensively, if you allow that most um, difficult for the goalie kind of pass to go across, then you're going to suffer. And Carey Price suffered. So he didn't stop them at the rate you'd expect, but he faced the most in the league. And that just kicked the shit out of his save percentage. Uh, yeah. and, and, and his performance. And, and another thing, and th- this, this, is a, this is a really interesting comp- complexification of this. Mm-hmm. Um, in October, he 
he saw shots from the slot area, uh, the, the high slot area, um, you know, relatively infrequently. He saw 14 shots uh, from the slot that he had good vision on. These are tips, right? good, good vision. Uh, in November, that number almost tripled. He saw 38 of those shots. That was the third most uh, of any goaltender in the league. Uh, and his save percentage on that kind of shot dipped. So for a goalie and a coach, this is really rough because um, in order to stop shots from the slot, and especially higher in the slot, you have to move out a little bit, right? You have to take a step. Um, yeah. In order to stop slot line pass shots that are going across the ice, you have to take a step back and play more conservatively. So if your team's allowing both more high slot shots and they're allowing more slot line shots with passes across, what do you do? Do you stay back more? Right, right to cover the pass or do you move out more in order to cover um the, the shot and price was getting beaten on both kinds of shot shots more often um it's almost like yeah it, it, trying to sit and stand at the same time right mm. uh, the adjustments that you make to make one sort of save uh are the exact opposite of the adjustments that you make uh, to try to make the other kind of save and the other kind of shot and so basically he was torn between and his play showed it um, he, he was inconsistent in the way he was dealing with those situations. And when you don't know what your defense is going to allow, and when they're allowing these two wildly different things, uh, it's really difficult to get settled in. And it's really difficult to know um, exactly how to play those and, and for weight to, to help him figure out how to fix that. Huh. And, Paul... Really interesting. When you, Sorry. No. When you talk about how, um, how he was expected to perform what's what's that measurement like because of he was playing inferior teams or oh right yeah oh so um basically um most um most stats models take uh the a baseline as the average goaltender in the nhl so they take all the numbers that they have and they say okay what's the average here and they make that their baseline right. so if you're doing Got better it. than that um then you're uh, performing above expectation if you perform below that then you're performing below Got it. Okay. Because um, the talk, the talk, you know, everywhere was that um, they should have fared better in November just because of the, you know, the team records of the teams that they were facing. So that's kind of what I was wondering. Well, um, considering the strength of schedule they had in October, pretty easy schedule, relatively, or sorry, in November, easy. October, pretty, pretty uh, neutral. Um, they yeah. should have performed a lot better defensively in November just because they were facing uh, weaker opponents in general. So the fact that they're, um, uh, they're ranked in the league as far as giving Kerry uh, an easy time or a hard time remain the same is a little bit suspect because he should have had a much easier time in November defensively, uh, but that didn't happen. So right. it's clear that even though the numbers, uh, the rank remained consistent across the months, um, the, the team should have been uh, doing better defensively in November, and they just didn't. Yeah. Okay. As you no doubt could tell. We, yes, <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was a hard time for everybody. Everybody. It's, it's, well behi- it's well behind us now. Yeah, right? I mean, it's in the past. It's way back in the rear view. And, what are we going to do? Yeah. I don't even remember November now. Yeah. Like spilt milk. Nope, it's mm-hmm. done. Bye. Um, Bye. I'm trying to think, though. So then, I, yeah, really informative stuff. Um. 
the defense then definitely started uh, shoring itself up in the Philly game, it seemed like, because before that was New Jersey. In New Jersey, it was two-man rush, two-man rush, two-man rush all the time. Ugh. And the refs. Let's yeah. not forget the refs. There's some interesting stuff going on with officiating. Yeah. Do you have any stats on officiating, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm entirely agnostic. I treat I treat the officiating like the weather. Oh my God! What a smart <laughs> man. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's like by, it's by necessity. Like as soon as because like, I I used to do a lot of like video and gifting and stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know I'd post something, and if I ever made a comment about whether a penalty was deserved or not, then my mentions were a disaster for oh, for yeah. 20, 30 minutes Can because people imagine. just go bananas. I, I I say neutral things now. I just say, hey, this thing happened, and people people lambaste me for like posting this <laughs> as though it were a thing. So oh, you um, say neutral things. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's another weapon for the for the arsenal. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wield it with care. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um. So, but so aside from that, then, um, what was I saying? I was saying that the Philly game tightened up a bit over time. Kind of too bad. Um. But then the Boston game, it seemed that the Habs were much sharper. And then, of course, next, um, the last game. Before this one was against the Islanders with the big win, and the streak is finally broken. Um, how much can you tell us about uh, the Habs play in their zone, or did you already pretty much go over everything that you have? They were allowing passes across the seam. They were allowing shots from the high slot. Um, why? Why is that happening? Because there didn't seem to be all that much turnover, uh, aside from Drouin and Byron going down. Well, that's what's really baffling about the transition because I was trying to think of the uh, sort of who on on, on defense, uh, what personnel uh, slotted in, slotted out. And I mean, it's been a bit of, you know, there, there's been some change, but it hasn't been massive. Uh, I mean, you know, your, your top four has pretty much been, been consistent. So it, it, I think it has to do more with performance. And I, I think we shouldn't discount um, a change at the front of the lineup, you know, with your, with your forwards, um, affects the defense as well. Oh. Everything's clicking along nicely. Certainly. And then, um, you know, two guys go down. Well, their replacements aren't as strong. Um, you're not doing the same things. You're not receiving passes from the defense, right, with the same uh, crispness. Uh, you're not doing as much with it. And so I think it puts more, yeah, when you lose a couple of frontline guys who are really important to the team, uh, I think that puts more of a burden on the defense. And it's not a, it's not a one-to-one relation, but I think it matters. And when your team is pretty good with your best personnel and you lose a couple of key guys, then your team no longer is um, it, it, it's going to suffer, right? Because the guys who are coming up to replace them just aren't up to the same quality and you don't have that same really you know, thick depth that, that you'd really like to have. And so I think the whole team takes a step back and uh, it shows up in the defensive play as well as the, you know, as well as the goal scoring. Right. Yeah. No, makes sense. Now, how much of a factor is that with uh, the power play? Because the story up until the streak was that the Habs are the are one of the best teams five on five. Get them into any sort of um, special team scenario, be it penalty kill, be it power play, uh, four on four, or even overtime. There's something missing, despite the fact that they have people that can perform. Uh, in those situations um you know and this is coming off the heels of in october the power play was great uh in november it slowed down 
and of course uh, Cousins with the power play goal uh, tonight. But it just it doesn't seem to have that same crispness. But you know when it comes to power play, Drouin is an obvious big piece to that and what they can do. Yeah, like what we um, when you see these when you see the Habs making these great uh, cross ice passes, right? Setting up, they did it a couple times tonight. Oh yeah, um, they set up this really. Um, a uh, long cross-ice pass. They fend the seam uh, to a, a guy on a very extreme angle who takes a quick one-timer, and they almost scored um, a couple of times on, on those chances. Who I think it was Lekkinen who got absolutely denied. Um, oh by, yes, um, yeah. What a... I, I mean, off the shot had to be Lekkinen. Nice split. <laughs> it was, Poor I know. Lekkinen. I mean, it, it was a great shot. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. It's exactly what he no. should have done. He released immediately. It was just excellent. And mm-hmm. you know, Francis just got there i mean sometimes the goalie gets there and he did uh but he, he you know even to close out the game with the um you know up a man uh, after the goalie was pulled they were play, they were trying the same play and it was succeeding uh, but they were getting stopped and when you're missing uh you know a really high-end guy uh that play happens a millisecond slower than it normally would it's a little tiny bit harder to set up and that's the difference between well i mean there's literally a one centimeter difference tonight between him making that save on that play and him uh, in, that, in that play going in just before his stick gets there. So, uh, you know, small differences like that um, create large differences in your overall performance over time when you have a guy out who's injured. Certainly. Yeah. Makes sense yeah. to me. Oh, well, too bad it wasn't a win tonight. And now they're going into New York uh, tomorrow night and having the um, – I have the good fortune of being able to watch the game live. But um, – Oh, that's great. Yes, and I'm happy yeah. that Price is getting the call, but I'm so upset that uh, it's a confirmed that Kokaniemi will not be traveling to New York. Oh, it's been confirmed. Yeah, mm. confirmed. So, well, mm. obviously he'll be going probably in for a checkup tomorrow, and I can imagine that we'll get some more um, news on that or over the weekend. I'm not sure how that will play out, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I don't think they're playing until Tuesday, so that's right. sometime. Yeah, oh. they don't play on the weekend. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I guess I'll sleep thing, in more. <laughs> the only thing that I can think about with Kotkaniemi is, um, you know how babies are like rubber bands? <laughs> and you just drop them is that on what? their head and they're fine. Wait, 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 wait. Let's pause here and take a moment to hear from another podcast in the Big Heads Media Network. I'm Dave Lewis, a massive Liverpool supporter. And I'm Eric Neal, Newcastle United, Toon Toon, Black and White Army. We're the hosts of Two Rash Challenges, a weekly podcast about the English Premier League, Champions League, MLS, the men's national team, and whatever else strikes our fancy in the world of football. Look for us on iTunes and Transistor and check us out on Twitter at Rash underscore podcast. Hey, it's the podcast nobody asked for. Veronica, uh, fine. <laughs> fine. Wait, 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 wait a second. Fine? I don't know this. <laughs> Did you know that babies are like rubber bands and that you just drop them? Oh, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I mean, like they're just like you know we're rubber. recording, right? People listen to <laughs> well, us. <laughs> I'm gonna disclaim all of this right now, just so I'm not sued for giving medical advice on the podcast. <laughs> I just mean they're 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 so like durable. I guess yeah, they're cute and all that stuff. Aloof, perhaps. And for <laughs> for him to have left on his feet after what looked like you know just 
all kinds of things that, you know, are, are dangerous and scary for a player. I just, uh, I am encouraged by how, uh, how he was able to leave. Um, obviously, you have to be very careful that there is no concussion and no yeah. sort of spinal injury and, and, and any kind of fracture or anything like that. But if he was able to leave like that, I'm encouraged by that. And uh, hopefully it's not too long, too long of an absence for him because he was resurging over the last four, five, six games. And I was uh, anyway, he had such, I'm going to be optimistic. He had such a great play on that shift, too, which was it was kind of a weird one where like he he, he was he got on the ice and then he just like dropped his stick at the blue line. He's like, oh, oh. Plays going on in the AV zone. He picks up his stick just in time to stop like a zone exit and then just carries it right back into the zone. Unfortunately, seconds later, the hit happened. But just he has such a, a crazy – I mean, we, we we could do – He's so smart. We could do an entire yeah. podcast yeah. about Kakanyemi's yes. intelligence and Nick Suzuki. Yes. Holy oh, holy crap! Shit. What a player. Thank God. Yes. So – but, yeah, you know, that's – not here, there, or anywhere, so. I'm trying to think out. Oh, so, another thing that would be good good uh, to ask since you're on, Paul. <laughs> did uh, did did Kincaid get the uh, short end of the stick in this deal? I mean, uh, did Miami get the short end of the stick last year? <laughs> um, I don't think he, so. Uh, so, I, I mean, um, if you're if you're up here, uh, you know, in the NHL, and you're being given a role and you can't for whatever reason, right. Uh, whether it's, you know, whatever it happens to be, if the team isn't playing like, you know, they, they could, or if they're, they're being defensively suspect, or if you're only being thrown into, you know, the second half of back to backs, you're getting victimized. Um, f- for whatever reason, if you can't do that, then you, you can't, you know, you, you can't be allowed to do that anymore. And they have to try something different. Um, something similar happened in Toronto, right. Where um, McElhaney, was mm. glorious in like you know he had 15 starts on on the year, and he paid, put up great numbers. He did that for a couple of seasons, and everyone's like, "How is he doing that?" Like he plays once every week and a half, right? Uh, right. Literally, you know, 11 days was the average one year uh, between his starts, and he he was running a, I think a 9:34, something ridiculous, some save percentage. Oh my lord! Uh, and uh, and they were like, "Well, you know, there's probably more upside in um, Sparks and Pickard. I think we're going to keep them." Uh, they had a really hard time with the really occasional start. Uh, and, and it's difficult for a goalie, right, to, like, have no rhythm, no game rhythm, to be thrown in cold once every, you know, 10 or 12 days and then be expected to perform. And then a terrible cycle starts to happen if you do badly one game because then the coach is like, huh, I don't know if I can trust this guy. So then maybe instead of 10 days between, it's going to be, like, 12 or 13 days between. Or maybe, you know, we'll start the starter on consecutive nights because we don't really trust the backup. Then it's even longer till you play. And the next time you go out, you're, you're in even worse shape, right? And so I think, you know, if, um, Miami had the same thing happen to him, Kincaid. Uh, it, you get caught in a cycle, and then it becomes difficult to escape. And for some goalies, uh, if you don't have that in you, right, to, like, wait that long between starts, if you need a more consistent rhythm in games, then you just can't you can't play that role. Right. I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be cool to, uh, you know, see uh... – I guess the tandem in Laval then is Kincaid and Lindgren, right? Because I think McNiven's mm-hmm. still down, further down in the ECHL. Uh, but McNiven, though, for his credit, I think he's tearing it up down there, right? Uh, with the Adirondack? 
Yeah, um, I follow so little sub NHL hockey. Um, oh, it's that, all good. Um, I have almost no bead on uh, on anybody. Uh, the first time, the first time I saw Primo Primo play, uh, really play was tonight. Um, so, like my, you know, I don't do any scouting or any uh, prognostication about prospects. People <laughs> like, have you seen? Have you seen this goalie? I, he's, I was like, no, haven't seen him. Wait till he comes to the NHL, and then I'll tell you. I'll tell you some things. But until then. Uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to look at someone else. I will confess that a couple of times tonight, when he was, you know, he he'd go down on his pads and stand back up again and move from side to side. That it looked to me for a second, I forgot that it wasn't Carey Price. So that's a good sign to me. Everybody says that about every rookie goalie and Habs, though. <laughs> Everybody. Well, but scroll through, that. and I tweeted it. I said Habs media person looking at a rookie goaltender. You know, you probably haven't noticed, but he looks a lot like Price. <laughs> well, I didn't know that they said that. It's funny. I just, I, I, I saw that, and I was like, ha, I've heard that for the past six years. It's the most natural. It's the most natural thing in the world. I mean, you, you know, he, he did well. You want him to do well, right? Um, you know, you're used to watching Price all the time. Mm-hmm. So when, when something happens that looks similar, you're like, hey, maybe this is that. I mean, the the. But you know what? I didn't feel is- that about Lindgren. No, he's in the a, last game. He's an old. He, he has a kind of an old school approach um, that yeah. that's a bit of a throwback. He does not look like Carey Price in any of his movements. As no, far as I can tell. Exactly. No, definitely different. Um, yeah, he's he's a really interesting case. Um, uh, remember Mike Condon, right? Mike um, Condon. Yeah, Mike. Oh, yes. Couple, Played a couple of games, and uh, you know the the infamous quote, right, that Arpon Basso always gets uh, nailed with is that, "Wow, I think this is real." <laughs> uh, you know, talking about how like good Condon was in his first couple of games, but you know, right off the bat, you can tell uh, there were there were aspects of his game that were, you know, is, we're going to need work, right? That, that mm-hmm. were problematic. Yes. Uh, if you if you watch a, a, a ton of goalies, and you know, most people don't have the luxury of being able to just watch goalies all the time, and so it's more difficult to tell where the where the potential fault lines are when they're when they're playing well. Um, and so, you know, don't like don't sell your house and like, you know, put bets on uh, Primo being like the, the, you know, the next savior of the Canadians at this point. I mean, it, it, it's too premature. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, ju- it, it, it's time for caution. <laughs> I think I think Dave's right. It's time for caution at this point uh, mm-hmm. instead of, um, you know, be happy for him. But man, I, I wouldn't you know, I, I wouldn't be too exuberant at this point. He has all the help in the world, though, when it comes to this organization and, and uh, goalies, just because of Stefan Waite and the the guys behind the bench. So that's one thing with the, the atmosphere, you know, we'd say. And I think <laughs> we spoke about it on Monday, too, uh, Veronica, but when it comes to Claude, when it comes to uh, yeah. Dominique, when it comes to Kirk, and damn. Nope, that's Laval. But all those your guys. Birthday, your birthday buddy, Luke Richards. Oh, shit. Isn't he... I thought he was Your in Laval. Buddy. Luke Richards? Yeah. He's our defense coach. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I... <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I forgot about that. Well, that's cool. Good for him. Love him. Okay. Yeah, they're good. Birthday and buddy. the guys in the room. Super. The guys in the room, too. No, it's a, it's a good environment, and I'm glad. Oh, yes. my God, yeah. What did uh, what did Leskinen say after the game, Veronica? Oh, he was asked what he thought about his game, and he said, I thought it was a decent game. Nothing good. Nothing bad. And then he said, "I'm really proud of Primo." Yeah, that, I, I read that was a, that was adorable. That, and I was just, I was just like, "Oh my god, I want to just give you a bath," you know, not in a creepy way, but you know what I mean? Like, just recording. So... 
just just no. don't drop him on his head, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> just oh, like, oh, no, it would be fine because he would just with abandon because they're just made out of rubber. These babies, but um, <laughs> Paul, you know about babies. Oh, I do. Fine. Well, I do. Yeah. I mean, they're the more fine that you know. If you did drop a baby, don't do this at home. But no. if you did drop a baby, um, they would fare better after being dropped. Uh, from a given height than uh, adults. So, I mean, yes, exactly. If you drop a baby from baby height, they would do better than uh, than an adult drop from adult height on their head, say. (laughs) My kids are both fine. I have so many titles of this episode (laughs) running through my head right now. Like, like baby height is not adult height (laughs) featuring Paul Campbell. Babies are shorter than adults. I can't believe this is how my career is going to end. We had the best intentions, Paul. We really did. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect didn't expect the happy hour to end like this. (laughs) That was the saddest happy hour in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So let's see. Um so aside from the Habs and what's going on uh with the team, uh, Paul, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Why do you care so much about goalies? I mean, I I thought that was the default position for people. Um, oh. Like, doesn't everyone really care about goalies a lot? Um, well, um, I, I think I got it. I, I think I got it from um, a, 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 a really a, no uh, from a really young age. I was wanted to be the goalie, and uh, I was one of these younger cool. younger siblings who like gets thrown in net. Um, I just really wanted to be the guy who was who was there doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed really neat. Uh, it seemed different from what everyone else is doing. And uh, yeah, yeah it, it seemed awesome. And I was um, I was a Patrick Waugh guy. Uh, I was mm. born, um, you know, or I came of age, like, you know, realization of what hockey was, you know, like when I, when I was like seven or eight. And that was right when Patrick Waugh was taking over from Steve Penny. And it was uh, miraculous. He was so cool. He, he was um, fantastically good. Dad had always cheered for the Habs and his dad had. And so that was my team. And to have this new young goalie come in with this weird new style, uh, I was hooked. Yes. And there, there was no way I was going to do anything else except be a, be like Patrick was as much as possible. And his long hair and his big Adam's apple. Oh man! And that in the in the in the they didn't have a word for it back then, but his swagger was just off the yeah. off the charts. Oh just, mm-hmm. yeah! And even cocky. as a little kid, you can tell. Oh man, beyond. Like, beyond. Yeah. And probably yeah. past the good way, even like you know how you can get like good cocky and like too cocky. He's yeah. probably way too cocky. He's way too cocky, especially cocky. as a twenty-year-old kid, right? Like uh, playing for the Canadians and mm-hmm. you know uh, going for the Canadians. But he needed that, and I think in order to be able to do what he did. Yeah, totally. And I love how you say um, that you wanted to be a goalie because it was different from what everybody else was doing, and. If you want to be a goalie, you are already different. You want pucks coming at your head like hundreds of miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, you, well, there's something wrong with you. Well, I, I mean, mean you're yeah, I, I, true. You're, you're more like um, you're more like um, a baby, right? Because you're not worried about getting your head back. Yeah, exactly. Because um, <laughs> uh, you, you'll just recover um, with without any totally. difficulty. But well, um, someone compared it the other day to. Um, so uh, someone I follow on Twitter uh, compares it to a dancing, which is interesting, and, and also a martial art. Everyone else is out there doing the same thing. They're skating and they're shooting and they're practicing. And you're like doing these moves, right? Like, and there's a name for all the moves. Like what other position of sport has moves that you need to know the names for? 
I mean, it, it, it doesn't really happen, right? Like, um, you know, players don't go and, like, stand in one spot and then practice doing their, you know, RVH, right? There's no equivalent, right, or their VH. Or there's not this technical lexicon that you have to get. Um, there's not this weird dance that you can do before a game or in practice where mm. you're doing all the moves all in this coordinated, uh, you know, pattern. So, you know, right from the outset, it's it's a different kind of thing, and I, and I always um, absolutely loved it. I loved it for... Um, it's being different, but also all the technicality of it really appealed to me. Um, if you're a real student of um, anything, uh, goaltending um, provides you with such an opportunity to just dig in, and you can get so deep that people don't even know what you're talking about after ten minutes, uh, because the you know it, it gets it gets that that complex and, and that and interesting. It, it's so cerebral too. Like it's all about your brain and your mindset. That's it. And the very worst is. Um, as soon as you start to play, you have to stop thinking. Um, so yes. you spend all this time studying and like learning and, and you know, repping and you, you do, you're thinking and you're trying to do things better and you're considering all the options. But then as soon as you um, get in the net, you have to put it all on autopilot or else you're done. You can tell when a goalie's thinking and it's awful. Um, they're doing everything like a, like a half second slower and there's a hitch and it's just awful. Uh, you just got to stop thinking, even though you have to spend so much time thinking. Uh, yeah, in order to get you're... it. Exactly right. I think it's more what I meant to say more was like mindset and just turn everything off Yeah, and go with it. Yeah, that's it. And, you, you know, even like even me, you know, um, as in the in a beer league now, uh, I can tell when, uh, you know, I'm thinking like I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, oh, what are we going to do? And if in a few few hours, you know, when this is all done, I'm, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Like I gotta, I gotta get back in this. Or if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking too much, like some guys coming down, like okay, he, you know, last time he did this, and no, 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 you can't be thinking too much, or else you're gonna start to do things that are based on what's happening, but are based on, mm. um, you know, your your the idea that you have, which uh, which is a bad uh, a bad recipe. Exactly. And uh, my son, when he was a little little, he played goalie in a on a soccer team, and. Oh, there's God. that's long, a hard gig. There's long stretches where, like, you could go and have a sandwich. Oh, or, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're not playing the entire game, and then you've got to all of a sudden go, "Oh shit, something's coming." You know that that that's the part that would be difficult, or if you know, for me anyway. <laughs> when I mean, you're watching the play and everything, but you're not doing anything. Yeah, and you gotta figure you gotta you gotta figure it out. Um, every goalie does it a little different. Like some goalies, um, like uh, Pekarine, uh, not a lot of people um, have read this about him, but he, after he started uh, being behind a team that was coached to allow very few chances, he hated that because he loved to have a lot of shots. He loved to feel like he was in the game. So in order to combat that, he started really aggressively practicing how to stop the puck behind the net and play the puck, ah. and he became the very best goaltender at stopping a dump around the net uh, it, it's it, he is he, he remains remarkable at this because he needed a way to remain engaged in the game when he wasn't getting a lot of shots uh, people do different things but that was one really interesting approach um uh, i shouted at my own team the whole time uh, you're supposed to do that when they're in your zone but i would do it the whole game uh and so i was pretty like uh, i was i was pretty like reserved and i you know i wasn't a shouty guy or an aggressive guy in in the world but on the ice i literally screamed for the whole the whole time uh, what to do, even though no one could hear me, just because it was it was my way of remaining in the play, even though no one could hear me, and it had absolutely no bearing on the play. Awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stopped doing that once I got to a university because I started to feel like a moron. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and there was, there was enough to do. The game was fast enough and there was enough happening and our team was terrible. Uh, so um, I never had to worry uh, very much about uh, getting out of the game because there was always something happening nearby. <laughs> That's great. I um, The goalie uh, that plays uh, for a team I play for, I recruited him to be our soccer goalie during the summer. And um, this is just mm. like a, a co-ed soccer league. Most of the people that play are, you know, in the um, – are like in the in the 30s age bracket even though there's some hot shots that are like 16 playing with us and oh my <laughs> god they're so good but um so it's um it's not full field either so okay. it's it's kind of like half field with uh think of it as like a hockey formation we've got our goalie and then we got five players that kind of you know uh, play so it's sort of indoor regardless poor chris he's never played goal for soccer in his oh, life no. and no. He, is this our chris yeah our well the chris i know yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know too. Yes. He follows me on Twitter. Yes, he does. So yeah, you do. Chris. Of course, you know him. So yeah. Yeah, of Chris, course. Yeah, the Hilgenberger. Hi, Chris. So hi, yeah. Chris. Good to see you. So I, <laughs> we. I think he's, he's about to be thrown under the bus here. Well, <laughs> we've um no, it's just that it's such a different thing. It really is. Despite you know doing, it's the same job ish, but you know when you're on skates between playing on your feet and it's it's a big thing thank god one of his friends uh played for like a d1 school in goal so once a week we'd go to a field and take shots on him and he'd tell you know what he could with chris be like okay good luck at your game buddy and then then we had to play some hard defense but yeah oh it's wow interesting <laughs> it, it's such a it's such a different beast it seems comparable and there are a lot of parallels but man i i had a guy take just shots at me one day i was like hey i'm gonna stand in the soccer net and you take shots he was no real soccer player i got nothing i the the instincts are like you don't go feet first right in soccer you got to dive at things you got to anticipate exactly you got to you got yep. to understand the flow of the game and where people are going to be um and that no i was standing and reacting and that it, you you just can't do that like there's no the, you will get scored on every single time, even by very bad players. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. other aspect, and the net too. is so big. I know it's it, it's a it's a it's a scam. Who made the nets that big? Who got that <laughs> it's the beautiful game, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> the so yeah, I don't know. I just when you mentioned um, soccer, I was like, oh well, that's pretty cool. Had to. Think oh, you read that. about that um, that uh, Czech goalie, right? Peter Czech. Uh, Peter Czech. Uh, he he was a, a really famous um, uh, Premier League goalie, uh, and uh, he retired and then started playing um, hockey goalie oh, for no. uh, an English an English uh, hockey team. Oh yeah, look it up. Oh. Um, uh, it, it is uh, it, it, what a great story. No, he played goal as a youth uh, ice hockey goal, uh, and he'd played intermittently like throughout his career, secretly a little bit throughout his his career, especially in the later years. So it wasn't like he just decided he would go play ice hockey uh, all of a sudden. He, he had, had a background. It. He would escape. Yeah. Uh, but, man, to be a legendary uh, soccer goalie and then to also go back and try to play, like live out your childhood dream of being uh, an ice hockey goalie at that age. I think he was uh, almost 40. If he wasn't already wow. 40. Uh, remarkable. Yeah, just absolutely, um, you know, unprecedented. I think it was in the second or third league in, uh, in England. So, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a professional uh, Canadian or American or Russian hockey, uh, but it was still, you know, a, a decent level. And, and having gone from that professional career 
uh, you know, to, to being a famous uh, soccer player to, to, to doing that. Uh, wow. What a, what an interesting and cool uh, yes. crossover. Yeah. That is super cool. Is and really the English cool. love their hockey. Yes. We had ourselves <laughs> a guest on uh, Caitlin Barry who follows the ECHL like it's the greatest league on the earth. It's amazing. Oh, I, fo- I think I follow her. She also does the uh, OHL. I, that's of, what uh, I meant. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. She's big yeah, on the uh, Kitchener yeah. Rangers is like her big team, but she follows like <laughs> so good. all, all of the prospects. She is on top of it. Such a great follow. And, uh, and she's, and she's, committed to it it's amazing her devotion because you know it's those games are going on at like two three o'clock in the morning for her and she watches them commentates replays the whole nine yards it's crazy and and it's so much harder to follow um any league below the nhl than it is Mm. the nhl Mm -hmm. like as soon as you go like and i found this i I love to make video and love to analyze things and when you're looking for clips for from even the ahl it's challenging right but if you go like to the the chl or you know I, i mean any league below that it is you know, you can get sometimes like, uh, you know, bad, like cell phone ish footage from center, you know, center ice. But I mean, that that that's it. So, I mean, to, to get really good stuff from there, uh, you've got to be committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, watched my first honest to God, almost start to finish uh, Laval game this year. OK, oh, wow. their uh, their home opener, like live um, or, or on TV, on TV. Okay. So that's not NHL hockey. No. Like I was really, <laughs> I was like, whoa, what am I, what am I looking at? Um, not, not like nothing against these guys or Joel Bouchard or anything like that, but like, holy, like they were crashing into each other. Oh, Nobody yeah. knew where anybody else was. It was like very opposite to what I'm accustomed to watching because I've only ever watched NHL hockey. So that was like quite something. But now I'm going to chastise you, Veronica. You did yes. go to go to an NCAA game. Yes, I did. Oh God! I went to see I went to see um, Cole Caulfield. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, in the summer when he came to um, UBC, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers played at UBC in like a preseason game or whatever, whatever it was. <clears throat> oh my God! And he scored a hat trick. Of course he, he did. scored like he scored like five goals in four periods played and um anyway i got to meet him and he followed me on twitter briefly oh so lucky it was like a couple hours <laughs> and then i wonder why he unfollowed me i think maybe i i like to think that it was because he didn't want to play favorites and he's not <laughs> he's not a hab yet and i'm a habs fan so that's what i think it was Yes. And that's just my story about Cole Caulfield. Yes, that that's that's totally the reason. <laughs> I think uh, those guys um have people to help them out with uh with social media. And they say, "Well, follow this, follow that." At least I think so. I don't know. It's it's an interesting world when they have to deal with that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see here. How are we doing? All right. Well, We've had you on for almost an hour, Paul. Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. Veronica, do you have a, anything else for Paul? I just want to say that I really appreciate your Twitter account. Oh, my God. And that I love your equanimity. Oh. I love your um, objectivity. Amazing. Um, even, like, sometimes 
I've been known to get hot under the collar no. on Twitter, and I just really isn't your username. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd be hot false advertising underscore. if you didn't. Uh, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you if you were if you were like cold as ice, you'd be like this isn't chilly at all. This yeah, isn't it's phony. <laughs> So I just I, I I really appreciate your presence and and your perspective on goalies and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I well, got yeah. Well, well, thank you. I mean, you should have told me this stuff to get me on. I should have like held out until. Like... <laughs> See, this is why Veronica always gets the guests. I'm I I usually don't go afield, but I was like, we need Paul, so yeah. it was my turn. I'm sorry I wasn't as flowery as our as our friend here. No, I'm I'm pretty easy anyway. So like if if you if you if I like you and you ask me, if I like you on Twitter, I guess, because um, that's, that's yeah. where I am most of the time. And you ask me, I'll usually say yes if we can, if we can work it out. So. Oh, my God. I um, love it. Yeah. No, oh, heck yeah. And uh, well, thanks, Veronica. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah, Veronica put it perfectly. No, Paul, you're you're like one, I think, one of the first people I followed aside from some of the some of the people that have been following the Habs forever on Twitter. And I'm glad I did. So, awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think you were, I think you were, you were right there on the top, like, um, you know, dozen or two of like uh, I, I got on five years ago I think it was 2014 in like November like yeah. uh, Halloween or November 1st and uh, yeah I've, you've been there from the beginning so uh, this is this is the end of uh, no it's not the end maybe um, maybe you know when I, I'm going to retire and was Veronica going to drop me or something <laughs> that's right you're not as you're not as flexible and bouncy as you used to be not on purpose God these things happen <laughs> yeah well, we'll just my have kids to see are what fine. happens <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, but, I mean, who knows? Who knows how, how great they could have been? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, now we I blame know why. Myself. <laughs> yeah, every every single drop is like, oh man, there, there, there's a degree of success not achieved. Oh, uh, there, there goes another fraction of that GPA. Oh no! Jeez. Oh no! Could use yeah, that. We were aiming for Harvard, but now it's going to be Princeton, I, I guess. <laughs> Uh, if this keeps getting any worse, it's going to be community uh, college. I, I oh, my God. It's like, you know, talking parent to parent. We know what we're talking about here. Oh, it listen, I, I, I'm giving you a hard time. But yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> okay. like, I can't even count how many, like, grade levels my children that will know, know not achieve because of my bad parenting. <laughs> yeah, we left Harvard in the rear view a long time ago. And the oldest is only seven, right? So. Man, well, well, you can always try again. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Oh, that's awesome. No, that horse has left the barn in my house. So we got what we got. We're just yep. making do. No, my, my youngest right now was three, and I literally like had to put it on mute and go upstairs and uh, stop him from crying and give him a drink as we were recording. <laughs> I thought so, I heard him, actually. Oh, wow, you yeah, took care yeah. of that quick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a seasoned pro, and uh, for that reason, I'm not going to do this ever again. <laughs> so when, I, no, we I have to have you back. No, 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 not the podcast. Oh, yeah, no, 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 thank you. I had a, um, I had a co-worker <laughs> who was um, in a company that I worked in years ago, and he was from Chile, and so he would always come and talk to me in my, op- in my office, and we would, you know, banter about in Spanish and he said to me like you know a few years ago so you know are you gonna have any more kids and I looked at him I, 
I was like, are you nuts? Like, I'm not going to have more kids. Like, I'm done. Like, no, finish, finito. And he goes, well, close the factory, but don't shut down the discotheque. Mm. Wow. How, how, how does that go in, in Spanish? It sounds way better. It sounds way better. It's It, it goes... <laughs> Because this is now going to be the title of the episode, so. <laughs> um, what's, the, what's the word for factory now? Fabrico. Jesus Christ. Something. Nope. Ah, cierra la fábrica. Yep. Pero no cierre la discoteca. Ooh, damn. Yeah. All right, so, Paul, let us know the next time you're in Montreal. And <laughs> and we're all hanging we're out and having there. a good time. No, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll we're be, there. be there at the end of Feb. At the we're end of be there Wait, the, did you just offer to father my child? What? What? I didn't say that, Paul. The next time I'm in Montreal, <laughs> I shouldn't close. I should close the factory you're offering, but I. But shouldn't. don't shut down the discotheque. Yeah, my heavens! Like well, this, <laughs> this has gone in a totally unexpected direction. Listen, maybe there, that's our title. There I'm are the there are a ton of discotheques in Montreal, so <laughs> not too many factories. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, <laughs> I, I will. You know, if I, if I, when I'm in Montreal next, I will contact you, and we will go to the discotheque. Yes. Perfect. Hundred percent. I love yeah. discotheques. Yeah, so do I. I would never call them that, but I, I would. I That's would, what we call them that. in Chile. I miss the term That's discotheque. Why the works. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows what that means, so I, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm doing yeah. it. All right. Well, no, seriously. Next time you're in there, let us know, and we'll, you know, we'll see if we can hang out. Sounds good. Right. Shut down the factory, but don't close down the discotheque. <laughs> <Damn>, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Paul. You gotta go. Okay, okay. You gotta go. I'm sorry. We we, we gotta kick you off now. <laughs> it was awesome having you on. Thank though, you, Paul. Paul. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, I look forward. That was to, great. Uh, to the discotheque. Great. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. You too. <laughs> and David fathering your children. <sighs> Jesus. Okay. All right. Bye, Paul. Bye. Okay, bye, Paul. Bye. 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 <laughs> I forgot the word for factory. Oh, I knew so it. Practice. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> I could have made it up. What was it? Fabrico? <laughs> Fabrica? Fabrica. Fabrica. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, listeners, that was Paul Campbell, the illustrious yeah. at uh, Thanks, Way to Paul. Go Paul. And what a great, what a great guy. I'm glad I, I learned things. Oh, my God. Yes. I didn't realize that Carrie's load during October was as terrible as it was. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. So, so more food for thought, shit. everybody. Yeah. That was really great. And we got yeah, it down great. to the final minute. Whoa. Yeah. Right on time. That's amazing. Didn't expect to have him on that long. So, and that went fast. Yeah, it did. Um, Holy cow. So we got another game tomorrow. Yes, we do. We have another game tomorrow. I'll be in attendance with a mon oncle. Oh, shit. That's yep, right. Yep. And, um... It's against the Rangers. And I'm going to be in a car. Yeah. On a road trip. Ooh. Where are you going? So I'll be, I'll, Ashcroft. Oh, nice. It's the um, Christmas parade. Ooh. And I'm going to go for the Christmas parade. And oh. so that's about a three and a half hour drive. Right. Um, and so 
I will be listening to the game on the radio. I won't be on Twitter unless I get the chance. Nice. It'll be time <laughs> for some payback for the Habs against the Rangers. Yes. And that's part of why I think that um, I heard the opinion on TSN 690 today that um, Carey Price probably wants this game. Mm-hmm. Fucking revenge. Absolutely. And the defense, yes, has been tighter. And the Rangers, yeah. you know, they're kind of they're, they're they get they get surprisingly good, then they get bad again. But you never know. Hockey is the greatest parody sport on the planet, or the, at least the sport with most parody on the planet. Yes, as we all very well know. That's right. That's right. And Winnipeg just tied it up against Dallas. Tied it? Yeah, I think. Is that is that is that what the NHL says? Okay, but anyway, now did we are over tonight. Did they lose? Did they play tonight? Did they lose? Did at least lose? I don't know. I don't think they played tonight, but they lost yesterday. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> <What's this? laughs> Against the Avalanche. Against well, man, the Avalanche—they're good. I didn't realize yeah, that. But you know what? We held it. They yes. We held with them. And because our boys love each other so much, mm-hmm. I think that they were really shook up. Yeah. When that piece of shit went after Kotkaniemi. Man. I think that it really shook them up. I, I am... could hear it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Bell Center was dead. Yeah. Crazy. That sucks. But, no. Um, and all... so the, mm. way that they, the, the way that they turned it on yeah. or just, like, were just relentless in the third – I thought it was very encouraging. I've caught a little bit of flack on Twitter tonight from for saying that that was a good loss. Boo! But two, I mean, two people, not you. I mean, you want it to be six nothing? Yeah, exactly. Or do you want it to be three two? Mm-hmm. After it was three nothing, and you just removed our young hockey son. I don't even know who they had from the game. slot in with the line there because he's a center, you know. So you need someone to play center. I, I don't. I think I thought they were double shifting Thompson a few times. I don't remember. I'd have to look at it again. Well, they turned it on, and um, John Liu said tonight. Our friend John Liu, hey, said John. that um, my John. friend John Liu, your friend, you're really good friends I'm with him now. Really good friends with him now, yeah. Well, we're all going to have drinks and even it up in February. Um, But he (laughs) said that not to expect a call up. Oh, yeah. We have an extra forward. So, um, Houdon's going to be back on the ice tomorrow then. Charles Houdon. Charles. Don't fuck up, Charles. Yeah. No, he doesn't. I thought thought Houdon's play so far this season has been great. He just doesn't have points. <laughs> it's just the finish. It's just the finish. I've been really encouraged yeah. um, watching his heart and determination when he's playing. So yep. Yep, yep. let's see. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Jeez. But, um, yeah. Oh, you know what we did not even talk about? And we definitely don't have time for it. Oh, the, shit. The what? captain's reunion. <gasps> We're going to have to save that for next week. Yeah. What a... It was great. It was awesome. And now we should... It was awesome. Now we should start saying. Should we? Yeah, we gotta go. Okay, okay, we gotta go. Okay, bye! Bye! Bye.